And welcome to another episode of Deal Talk. I'm Deal. Let's talk. Uh, my guest of the evening is uh, Lion Brave. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great. Doing good. Can't complain. Bless. You know. Um, so what's up? What's new? I, I know you have uh, this amazing YouTube channel that you're building on uh, your music. It's it's uh, it's quite interesting and amazing. Uh, can you? Can you let us know what what inspired you to start doing music? Uh, I really love music. I, I said in a, another interview, it's probably my favorite part of the human experience. Um, and and sometimes I I think I forget how much I I love music because it is my favorite part of the human experience. Uh, and I wish I was doing more of it. But like I've been uh, branching into podcasting, which is you know I. I wanted to include more people, but it's, to be honest, it's, it's not my favorite thing. I do like music and I, I definitely want to uh, start making more music videos and to get into more music content. And uh, I want to, I want to throw parties too, like big raves, rave <laughs> with lion brave. Like, yeah. That's dope. That's dope. So podcasting, what, 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 uh, what, what made you want to start doing that? uh fiverr actually i i got mm. on fiverr and uh because i wanted to start spreading my music um and they're like want to expand your music uh get on our podcast and you know like uh one people are charging money for you to get on their podcast two uh like timelines are not always linking up three mm -hmm. uh, it, sometimes it doesn't go the way you want it to go and so then i thought there has to be podcasts out there in the world that are not fiverr cheaper if not free. Um, and, and then like, and then even when I, basically I, I wanted it to be in my control. So, uh, yes. because I wasn't always on being on people's timelines, I wasn't in control when they're going to release the video. So I just was like, you know what, I'm going to start doing the freaking podcast and making your own host, doing your own thing. Yeah. And it, it was supposed to be a music, like a music podcast, but musicians are flaky, I guess. And they're, usually they're in the party scene, so they're probably drunk somewhere with their broken guitar. <laughs> and like, uh, like, um, but like, uh, uh, like, uh, uh, I, originally I wanted to interview mu musicians, but like, it's so far the people I've gotten onto my show, they're they're like extremely resilient people. Like, it's always overcoming like some sort of triumph story. Like, um, I had a, a guy who got hit by a car. He used to be a football player. Uh, his wow. name. Uh, yeah his name is Fletcher I'm kind of spacing on the last name uh Fletcher Cleves there it is and uh yeah he got hit by a car and he was a paraplegic and uh I was joking with him that he never got to eat his buffalo wild wings which is the real tragedy of the story which is it's kind of a little inappropriate but you gotta make light of things like I like having a sense of humor so I did get to interview a comedian and that uh did better view wise uh so i definitely want to have more comedians on the show because originally i was doing the entertainment channel but i think just with my last name being brave having a resilient people on the podcast uh yeah. definitely makes sense too it gave you it gave you you know a sense of inspiration yeah see i've done i'm doing i've been doing this for three years i just recently uh a couple of weeks ago and i won an award uh so you it's how do I explain this? It's um it has to be more than views and analytics. Analytics. If you're if you're doing it for those things, don't do it. Because it's never gonna be satisfying. Like the most I made out of this, you, here's my number. You ready? Nineteen dollars 
and 89 cents, I think, for three years. Oh my God. Whoa, what? No. Three years. <laughs> no. Three years. <laughs> no. You know? <laughs> It has to be it has to uh be something more purposeful. Like for me, instance, like Deal Talk, Deal's dream, you know, Dream Inspire Obtain, my company, right? Deal Talk. And where excuse me, I have dreamers like you talk about your business, your passion, you know, whatever drives you to wake up every morning, do what you do, right? And then mm-hmm. sometimes uh I within the podcast I have this thing called uh lost episodes that I haven't done in quite some time and where We'll sit down and discuss certain topics of media, uh, men's mental health, um, things of that nature. Serious topics that uh, really don't be dis- don't dis- be you know they don't be they don't discussed on, and if they are, they discuss them briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, and within that longevity, you'll see the the fruits of your labor. So if you're doing it for for a quick money, and I'm not saying you anybody else, don't do it because you're just you're just creating more traffic, and and this overwhelm overwhelming saturated industry. Mm-hmm. That it be meaningful. That it be purposeful. Like your last name is Brave, you know, and you're mentioning that everybody's connecting with you because your your last name is Brave. It's a heart to heart thing. People want to be brave enough to come and talk to you about their issues and their stories. So, you know, that's my take on it. You do as you please, but that's my take on it. Well, actually, the analytics can be a little depressing. Um, yeah. Hey. Oh, trust me, I know. This is an episode about starting a podcast, I guess. Hey, yeah, yeah. Hey, for you people out there who want to start a podcast, watch this. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm just starting a podcast. Yeah, it's 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 depressing, and you know, I like I'm telling you, I've done three years of it. The people that support me the most is people I've never met. Uh-huh. Uh huh. People, I'm talking about people I've recorded people from around the world, from Africa, mm-hmm. from London, from Wales, mm-hmm. from Philly, uh, Los Angeles, and right. you know, I I I. I put my uh when when it, somebody nominated me, this is me not knowing who I was. Uh, they nominated me and I was honored and I shared it. And everybody who voted for me was people not in my vicinity. Mm-hmm. And ironically, the award is where I'm from, like my surroundings. You know, so it's something you you have. It's it's one of those passion projects, and where you work your nine to five and invest and continue investing, eventually you keep doing it, you'll see the fruits of your labor. Well, okay. So I definitely am not a person who believes in a quick nickel. Like I'm very yeah. aware that quick quick nickels are usually dirty and illegal. Like so <laughs> I'm not I'm not I'm not like someone who's like always needs to have instant gratification. Also, uh one thing that is good to think about uh with uh, analytics and uh, social media in general yeah. is 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 like being at the gym. Like you know, like if you're a big guy, or or even if you just want to build more muscle, like me, yeah. like you're not going to see results the first day, first week, maybe not even the first month or the first two months. You might not really see good results until yeah. six months in, a year in, and that's talking about 
the body um yeah. you know so like i i definitely believe in the long-term game um and i hate uh when you know it's funny because we take a lot of terms that apply to life and we apply mm-hmm. them to social media like consistency 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 oh, man. <laughs> and, but this stuff applies to like real life like you know yes. like i'm I'm currently in Akron, Ohio, and LeBron James has actually given this community a lot of resources, and I'm surprised, uh, not to generalize basketball to young black men, but I am in the ghetto. I'm surprised this gym isn't full of young black men trying to be LeBron James. Like, he he built you like a NBA-type gym, mm-hmm. and it's empty all the freaking time. Like, they're not taking but like, isn't advantage. It, isn't it ironic, uh, lately, recently, the story recently... Uh came out that uh the school uh he built I can't for name can't think of the name of the life of me I forgot the name but they you know they do that those yearly tests and where you know to see where the school's at and it came like every kid fa- failed in them that that I don't know yeah. it's like an academic review of the school uh-huh like he built the school out of inspiration and everybody came and failed. You know, uh, LeBron James made a promise that anyone that goes to the I Promise School uh, will yes, get free I college tuition. And that's a, that's another thing that this community is not taking advantage of. But I will say that Akron has like one of the highest crime rates in America. It is a poor town. A lot of people don't work out here. And the mentality in here needs to be changed. Um, and and, mm, and when, you're offering free, when you're offering free school and you still can't get their bus to school, I don't know what to do, but you know, the thing is, is LeBron James, he threw a lot of money at this city, but he, he, he wasn't here to lead this city and without good leaders, it's not going anywhere Mm. because you, because you know, if you put a bunch of guitars around town, but no one's there to teach them to play music, they're probably just going to get broken, sold, you know? So the problem is, is yes, he threw money at this town, but he didn't, he didn't leave like a bunch of leaders to like coach them. So like that's the problem. You can't, you can't bring, you can't, it's like, you can't give somebody a tool and not, you know, expect them to use it. And you don't know, you don't teach them how to use it. It's just still useless. So some people know how to teach themselves, but like I, one of the lessons I've had to learn throughout uh, life is that people are not as smart as me. Um, you can't assume that people are at your same intellect level. Yes. Um, and then the people who are, are smarter, like uh, l- let's say there's probably like, still 20% of people who are smarter than you. And then if you're lucky, maybe there's like 20% Mm -hmm. of people who are just as smart as you. But then other than that, then we're looking at 60% of people who are in your, in comparison to you are probably freaking Mm -hmm. clueless. And then from that, there's people who have surprisingly low IQs. There's like, there's like 15% of the population that is literally dumb as a box of rocks. And and you know, what's crazy about (laughs) the point you're making, you know, what's crazy is that, the hardest thing is to stay humble about it because sometimes you you you're, you're stuck in this in this in a situation that like the only sense of relief is calling somebody you're just you're just a dumbass because that's how difficult that situation is. Well, it, it's not always good in society to have a, 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 a for instance, uh, people with emotional IQs do better than people with. Uh, high intelligence because also Mm. assume that if you have extremely high intelligence that you're probably the minority and not all extremely intelligent people do as well as elon Mm -hmm. musk like you he's actually um 
an exception to the rule because usually highly intelligent people, to be honest, they become alcoholics because they're surrounded by morons and then yeah, all their capacity yeah. just gets sucked up in addiction. Like, you know, there's there's a couple people who came out of their addiction and then their intelligence shone through. I think Russell Brand is one of them. Um, but a lot of people don't uh, recover like Russell Brand recovered. He was a highly yeah. intelligent person, got into yeah. drugs uh, and then he he became Russell Brand. Yeah. But here's the thing. I, I posted this the other day on threads like it it does not matter how much you change, how much you evolve, how much you grow as a person. If your surroundings are not doing the same thing as you is useless. It's some way or form. You have to get out of there. You have to run. You have to escape. You have to it's like it's it's you know it's in order to achieve someone's purpose, you have to become insane. Uh-huh. You have to have a level insanity because you know I saw this post of this like you know when I was starting they'd call me crazy, uh-huh. but now that I made it all oh, like give me the four one one, give me the advice, give me all this you know like uh-huh. so you have to get out that surrounding. Mm-hmm. You have to. It's it's you're essentially you're it's survival mode mm-hmm. because your potential will never be seen, will mm-hmm. never be valued, mm-hmm. will never be accepted. Because if it's like you know that the 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 the, the rotten apple concept, if you take one one rotten apple and you put it in, in a, a pair where it's a lot of good apples, essentially it starts to rot everything else. Mm-hmm. The ignorance is more powerful than than good. It's easily. There's no effort. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's interesting that you are like, hey, walk, not run, not walk out of the, the ghetto. But, uh, you know, like I, 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 I also for people who don't know me, like I've lived in China, South Korea, Thailand, Cambodia. I'm someone who's That's gotten to dope. travel. That's it's super dope, dope. and uh, um, congratulations! And Op- Give you applause. Thank you, Oprah Winfrey said to change your life, change your environment, and I absolutely agree mm, with that. Preach, so man, preach. I will, I will be honest. When I was in China, I did get what I feel is I was treated like a human being. I was treated with integrity. It was I had easy access to what I feel are good jobs, uh, jobs that I felt suited me professionally and gave me good monetary value for my time Mm -hmm. gave me more than survival gave me even a sense of luxury uh since i've been back in america i have been in survival mode i have been living in the ghettos Mm. the covid sort of priced me out of things and i hadn't been living in america for years so it was Mm. a little hard to get on my feet i will say in the ghetto when i first got to the ghetto i was like what the fuck is going on because i had never been around such disrespectful ignorance in my life like people be trying to fight you for no reason out here um Mm. but now i'm and, and to and not to cut you off, you're not disrespecting nobody by saying that you're being real, because they 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 want to be real, so they got to let you be real and speak your truth. You see how that balances it out? I just want to clarify that for all my listeners and viewers. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm I've been living in the ghetto, and when I first got here, I really hated it. Still, I agree with what you're saying about there's a lack of opportunity. But also, like, sometimes I wonder, like, I do believe in God. So, like, sometimes I struggle with, like, should I help to lead? But, you know, there is, like, that knowledge that uh, I still want to learn and to grow. And that I probably, and, and, you know, I, I believe that if you're the smartest, most mm-hmm. interesting person in the room, you are in the wrong room. Um, you know, so that is the problem with uh, ghettos normally is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you do, you need to be surrounded by 
you know, at, at least a couple of people who know more do better. Um, yeah, you have and, to. You have to. Yeah. So that is the problem with like wanting to help a broken community is is like ultimately it, it's it's probably going to stifle you or you're not going to grow. See, you know, at some point, at some point, you know, and I'm and I only speak of my experience because I'm slowly I'm also, I, I'm falling into this thing. Right. Like. It's difficult when you're trying to build a business, it's difficult when you try to show people that have their potential in themselves and they don't want to see it themselves. So like, you know, when I have my, my difficult things, which is often, you know, I got to look at myself in the mirror and be like, you know, you're doing your best and you can only hope that they will follow. You're doing your best and only you can only hope that they'll follow because it's like that same thing. You're trying to save somebody who's drowning. And you got them and you tell them, I got you. Just stay still. But some way or form, they keep paddling. They keep, you know, moving. They keep not staying still. And they'll drown both of you guys. Uh-huh. You know, and you can find yourself through this course. Like I found myself like just carrying dead weight, uh-huh. you know, because, you know, it's it's a balance. You know, everybody could talk to talk and some people can walk to walk, but you have to talk to talk and walk to walk. And if you have you don't have that combination, you're not going anywhere. And it's highly difficult. Okay. Hey, let's segue back to something that's relevant to my channel. So a lot of musicians talk the talk, especially you rappers out there. What mm. black kid doesn't have a rap track? Okay. And and here's the sad thing is some of you guys have damn good rap tracks, but you're lazy and you and you don't and and let so here's my advice for young musicians with damn good rap tracks. Making that damn good rap track is the fun part. The hard part is branding. The hard part is learning how to get your stupid rap song out there. The hard part is marketing. And in fact, uh, only about 5% of being a musician is recording music. If you don't learn business and all that stuff, you are, well, all you're going to do is get that one overweight chick with your little rap track and get her pregnant and be on section eight and food stamps mm. the rest of your life so let's mm. be honest you got to do better than that one rap track you got to learn how to market it first of all let's start there and you got to learn how to protect yourself from uh people taking all the money which happens all the time in music i mean music is is very vicious if you do blow up you'll if you didn't if you weren't smart enough to sign the right contracts you'll have no money so if you want to learn more subscribe to my channel back to you (laughs) no i mean that's that's let's use that as a segue of reality you know everything's about making money so if you're not able to to potential use your potential what you put out there how to make money is like i saw this clip and where um lupe fiasco said he wants his master and the guy told him what do you want it for to you know walk around in a suitcase with it not not knowing how to utilize what you got it's is is you know why have it? So going back to what you're saying, you got to learn and educate yourself with this because sometimes like you could sit there and, and say people took advantage of you, but this, it's not their responsibility. Mm-hmm. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not their responsibility to educate you, sit down. And sometimes you try to do that and share some lights and, and advise and continue advice and nobody wants to hear it. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I'm going to charge you this much. Mm-hmm. Ah, but why so much? That's my price. Take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, people, uh, you know, actually uh, exploitation is terrible, but exploitation is like probably you can't be mad up, at it sometimes. You, you can't. Well, it makes up like 90 percent of how people get rich to begin with. And um, mm-hmm. and and as you are exploited and the, mm-hmm. you, there's a way to use it. And, you know, mm-hmm. some of it is is like if you're if you've already paid your dues, already mastered the game, already been maybe manipulated and exploited a little bit, do you have the right to manipulate and exploit a little bit? Because now it's a mental game. And mm-hmm. I would say if you have the smarter moves, you're you know, they they can say no. And in fact, they always have a choice. And if they choose to, you know, basically be a mouse and go in for the cheese that is on a trap, it's their choice. Now, I, like, I don't mean to say this like menacing, but there's no part of human world where there's not going to be a little exploiting going on. And that's whether you're working for McDonald's or you're trying to build your own kingdom or whatever, mm-hmm. that somebody is going to try to pinch a dime and i mean look at what just your electric company does so you're just naive if you don't think there's manipulation and exploiting going on so yeah if i was you i'd pick up books like robert green's 48 laws of power i would learn to game. have it have it have it it's, and it goes back to that what well, is one of the laws that say that um uh never the first law is never i shall the master yeah i've one been there the, done that biggest mistake right? is that one uh, one of the laws states that if there's an opportunity, never sell it as your opportunity. Sell it as the person you're trying to get to in, involve himself in that opportunity. So sell it as how it's going to benefit that person better than that. Show it how it benefits you. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what sort of law is that one, but it's the same concept. When it, it's everything is business, right? So like, I need this. What are you willing to give or take to get that? Mm-hmm. because nothing nothing's free you mm-hmm. have to especially like you know once i realized what position i hold in my life i started to realize okay so this is where i hold in order to get out of here i have to you know create channels or, or roads of you know critical thinking and how well if i go through here how would this work mm-hmm. and start so maneuver myself and and so i get to a point and where I'm out of that place and understand what level of opportunity was equals of level of power. Because mm-hmm. if I don't got that, I ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. I just got a dollar in a dream. Well, I think having a dream is very powerful. The first step to having a dream is to have a dream. And a lot of people don't have dreams, you know, they have ambitions have... and money, you know, like I said, three years doing this shit. It's going to come to a point in time and where I'm building and you know this because you're doing your due diligence, you're you're uh, creating your brand, you know, you're educating yourself. It's going to point in time like, you know, LeBron J is free. Nobody wants it. For me, it's going to come at a point in time. Those tours are going to close. Because I built myself to a certain level and where not, I'm going to charge you. Mm-hmm. And you can say, oh, that's messed up. And all these years of backwards, all, all these years of building up and where I had no returns, no support, constantly calling me crazy. Um, you know, I got to I, I, I got at some point of form, I got to put myself first. Mm-hmm. Because I have, you know, like you, I have to secure my future. Yeah, well, uh, you know, to be honest, like, uh, um, uh, you know, I'm not. There, a lot of people are 
monetizing on their podcast there's multiple ways you can do it like from like for instance a podcast like i'm not sure how many views you do get but i do know like uh right now paying for views is very expensive which means even if you could promise like a thousand views like at minimum you should be getting at least twenty dollars for a podcast guest and mm-hmm. and then like in the, like even like links like if, if someone's promoting a book you can be like okay uh okay I'll, I'll you can be on my podcast for 20 bucks and then i can put it on like if you have a tiktok and if you have multiple platforms then you can charge them like five dollars more to post a video to platforms and then when it comes to links you can be like okay i'll post one link for free but extra links are going to be like a dollar or two dollars or five dollars or whatever your market is up and that's just we're talking videos now when you're doing podcasting you can also pit, pitch some merch you can sell graphic tees is popular yeah there's, um, there's so many ways to monetize it but I don't want to build. I don't want to build a, 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 a something to monetize. I want to build a platform. Mm-hmm. My goal is not. My goal is not to you know outshine or be the best podcaster. My my goal is to compete with YouTube and Spotify and give opportunity. Like Spotify, how many, you got to stream a hundred something. I don't know the exact number, something, a hundred something streams. So you just earn $1. I know Tyndall, uh, Tyndall, uh, Jay-Z's stream service. You have to get 75 of 74 streams on one song to get a dollar. So you have a million, you know, these artists who have a billion or a million, whatever you call streams are not getting the profit. If you go on YouTube right now and we have a certain discussion on a certain topic and it's just challenging or questioning, I get a strike. I get two strikes for trying to reply. Uh, yeah, to- I, I definitely. So this is the thing is like you um you went from what talking about you want to take care of yourself for and you want to make profit to I'm, I'm not worried about profit. I'm trying to build a platform, but profit serves the the vision of building a platform mm-hmm. you know so i think like one of the first things people needed to do is stop separating making money from building a platform you need money to build a platform and you can earn money along the way of building that platform um and uh but i would definitely say the ultimate goal is to get off youtube uh because anytime mm-hmm. youtube could it like your whole life work could disappear in a night like mm-hmm. so i would i would definitely look into investing in things off of youtube and like building your yes. own apps building yes. your own games yes. building your own podcasting yes. site for your channel like like if you are like serious about building a platform the first step is to get off other people's platforms and to get on yes. your own platform yes. um and, and that costs money but i do know there's lots of tech geeks who work super affordable compared to other tech geeks so but have you heard of have you heard of uh revo lancer no uh, so he's a CEO. I had him on the podcast uh, recently, not too long ago. So Revalancer, it's just like fiber, but in, you know, UK form because he's over there across the pond, right? So the way he explains this is where there was no money involved. The only money involved is taking loans from banks and whatnot. But he took people like you and me who had a specific talent use their specific talent and build a platform. And then that once that platform was built, right, they started generating. Mm-hmm. And that's how it has become almost, uh, I think, a million-dollar company. So no different than what I'm doing. See, I'm not focused on the money because the money will come. 
Mm-hmm. But if I have individuals like-minded like you, yourself and I that can join forces and build something and then what every everyone has a talent, mm-hmm. whether speaking, writing or creating, take those talents and build a platform that outshine these platforms. Once a platform is monetized, it's controllable. Mm-hmm. The way we want to monetize is, yeah, we get our stuff, but we also want our creators to get their stuff. This is what Revol Lancer is. That's how they, they make money for themselves, but their goal is not make money for themselves. It's their goal is for you individuals like us to get what we're worth. Yeah. So this yeah. is essentially what I'm trying to build. And and I I had zero luck on it. Zero luck. But it's cool. Yeah, I mean, you can send me the link and I'll look into it. I just, I just don't know enough about that site. And uh, it's uh, like I'm a, a, a like a party line is my thing. Like I want to, I want to one, I want to get off. I do want to have uh, what I will call social merch. Like yes. I, I'll call it social merch. I'll call <laughs> podcasts and apps and online platforms social merch. But I want to get into the real world. Like I want to dive into a crowd. Like you know, I want to be like walking around like you shoot confiscating stuff from people like you know like i i, I want to network in, in the real world but i will say like uh like uh, money is good money is very good okay but okay so when you're talking about oh i only made 20 dollars off of my podcast in three years okay so what else did you gain because i hate when people are only focusing on the material side too hey but let me counter that money is important i hate when people say money isn't important of course it is okay That's but there's a other good things question. That's a very like, good like question. so what I have gotten in the short time since I've been doing podcasting and I've literally just started I think I've been doing it for a month is I I, I met you that's networking I, I I'm meeting people I would never meet I like I feel like I just like made my new best friend who's all the way in Singapore like I'm connected with like-minded people who I cannot connect with in this shitty ass ghetto so like you know like 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 so especially if you don't have the luxury of leaving your environment yet because you don't have the opportunity you don't have the money whatever at least you don't have to be a prisoner of your mind anymore you can act you know virtually you can go connect with people which is freaking awesome like you can make friends you can make the opportunity mm-hmm. to, hey now i got a best friend in singapore now i got a reason to get on a plane oh and she invited me to this big conference like whatever you can you know like so networking online mm-hmm. is a gift. very important yes um and like so like talking about like starting po- podcasts only making twenty dollars. Well, what do they say? Don't worry about making money. Worry about building a business. And there's there's some truth to that. And that's kind of what Jay Z says. I'm I'm not a, a businessman. I'm a businessman. Like you know, like so mm-hmm. you know, like because like the truth is is like, uh, you can go from zero to a hundred real quick. Real quick, yes. Yeah, like it takes one event. That's it. Like, yeah, it, it takes it, it takes one person, one share, one, you know only one time you know and like the thing is like if you're an investor and you're trying to put money yeah i get it invest it you get your money return whatever you could get that quick there's a possibility but when you want you're trying to build like yourself a brand like mm-hmm. dream inspired team that's a brand that's a mm-hmm. brand that's a life brand you can you can pinpoint numerous things about that brand rather than like if you're somebody who's just selling and i know for experience right uh a sh- like your clothing brand mm-hmm. people just people don't know the difference uh, uh selling 
clothing and merch. Yeah, yeah hey, I am. I want to come out with uh, a clothing line, brave style. Okay, brave style, lime brave style. Okay, just, 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 just slinging out my merch right there. I'm super gonna be rich. Like mm-hmm. I know it. I know it. Because one, I'm gonna get a little slice of pie from my friends' businesses, mm-hmm. and, and it's not even being greedy because that's just how it works. That's just how the energy is gonna flow. And 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 because I help them, they help me. I'm get a little mm-hmm. slice of pie. My, my some of my friends' businesses, and I'm gonna have my own businesses. And like yeah. I. I know it's gonna flow like right now i'm in, I'm in the ghetto but mm-hmm. i know it's gonna flow and i know it's gonna flow because i'm like one of the very few people taking advantage of lebron james resources and one oh, day that's yes. gonna be a story in this little ghetto town that lebron james threw a lot of money at oh like i gave lebron james mom one of my merch buttons which is my brave girls button because no. she was opening up something here but um what what's my point is like uh the, the key to success is to believe in yourself. And even though it can go from zero to a hundred real quick, it can also go from zero to one to two to three yeah. to four to five. Take the and it can, be, needed. it can be, it can be slow. And then, you know, focus is important because one of the reasons I haven't gone to zero to 100 real quick is because, uh, I, you know, like you said, I'm in a, an environment where I have to survive. I'm surrounded by a lot of dumb people who don't value me. So I'm in fight mode a lot. And that takes up a lot of energy. Um, and like, you know, you got to, you got to focus, you got to decide what you want. And I will say mm-hmm. that um, it takes a lot of heart to, uh, to battle for your dreams against tons and tons of opposition. Uh, Cause it's easy for people to, I, you know, I just using the gym as a metaphor, like uh, when you're a, a brand new basketball player, Hey, I still got hands from when I was 14. I can still dribble a little bit, but when you're a brand new basketball player, you can't dribble a little bit. You miss every shot. It's embarrassing. Especially mm-hmm. if you're playing with kids who just got it like that hitting threes in that layup can dunk on you. Yeah. Like, you know, you feel embarrassed cause you can't even dribble. Okay. You and shoot. And, and, and you miss like 80% of your shots, if not 200% of your shots. Like, but you know, you have to go to the gym to get better and like you, consistency, like we, we keep applying everything to YouTube, but the stuff we apply to YouTube applies to getting better in the real world. And I want to, mm-hmm. yes, I want to have social merch, but I want to have real life merch and, and real life connection. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I don't want to do everything online. And actually I think people who focus a hundred percent of their business on the online world, lose because have you ever noticed people who have no social media presence but have millions of dollars i have mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like you know so like i think like in this world we've gotten it messed up because people tell you hey you don't got a million likes on tiktok you are a loser but there's billionaires matter. who don't are invisible like nobody knows them so i don't the philosophy is getting messed up out here mm-hmm. like you know like, i i'm often I, i'm like a lot of people reach out and they want me to do the podcast in person I don't want to, you know, why? because what I'm doing has to pay for himself. I'm not, I, I you know, it's it, going back to business. I'm not willing to invest something that I already invested. It's not giving me, it has to pay for itself. Second, not everybody has that flexibility. Like if, if my job is to create content, you're, you're, where, where are you located? I am in Akron, Ohio. Don't stalk me. I got pepper spray. <laughs> and I'm in New Jersey. Jersey City, New Jersey. All right. If I have to, if I have to rely on people creating content, I gotta work with what I, what the things I have now. Mm-hmm. I don't got a million dollars, but I have a set of skills that could get me a million dollars. Yeah, I only, I only have, I only made twenty dollars 
three years, but you know how much I've learned. Exactly. That I can, I can, you know, I can go if I want to go to a good job or go to a job or negotiate my worth. And let's say if I get an opportunity to get a radio host or, or a TV host, I can negotiate and have knowledge how to present myself. Right. Right. You know, like a yeah. lot of people want, uh, will say, uh, well, I want $25 an hour. Pay me that. But you don't have the, the, the mindset of those $25 an hour. She's just looking at the money. Because if you had the if you had the mindset, you want to be asking for twenty five. You go, okay, I want a yearly. I want fifty two. I want fifty five. I want sixty hours a year. Mm-hmm. And now the conversation changes. Uh, I want like a, a ridiculous amount of money. I want more <laughs> than a million, not because I'm greedy, but because I have visions like Elon Musk and uh uh. Um, I have a song. It's cheesy. It's called Beast Mode. Hey, click on it, which says I'm really going to be a millionaire. And after that, a billionaire. And after that, a trillionaire. trillionaire. My music is just so poppy. You can call me Bobby. <laughs> like, hey, <laughs> like um, it, it's kind of I like making quirky and funny music. But I also have some like truly legit good songs. Like my song Toxic is pretty jazzy and cool. Um, and but I have some like funny, more humorous songs like Party Animal. Um, and then I have like some really cool dance songs like Boogie Down Bronx. Got a gotta pitch myself um but like i'm into a handful of things like actually uh maverick carter who is lebron james manager which is weird but this is you know life talks about synchronicity so like i got this contract with maverick carter uh well not him he's just investing in it it's a company called yume to do like um a song for the like they have this game that's supposed to go on the metaverse um and it's been like a slow bloom process i gotta be honest but you know someone told me about a a movie project that they did that was shelved for five years Mm. and it just got on netflix people are just watching it five years later so that gave me hope that this 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 project that i'm working on with yume is 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 gonna it it might take time but it it will one Mm. day resurface um but anyways that's maverick carter who's lebron james manager project and it's just weird because before i was in this town uh, like I was recording a song for that in New York. So that's a bit of synchronicity. I'm not really sure what my my point is. Go back to you because I've lost my trick. Hey, wait, I got a zinger. Hey, I got a zinger. Did you ever okay. notice that lion is in millions and lion is in billions and lion is in trillions? And if I want to get crazy, lion is in zillions because <laughs> it's my destiny. There you go. <laughs> hey, there you go. I just go. can't wait. Hey, there's a whole song about it. <laughs> hey, you remember when they were holding Simba up on the rock? It was his kingdom to begin with. So I'm just talking it. <laughs> so, so let's go. See, I like Maverick Carter. That's a crazy name. Um, but I like, see, like we all, when you're trying to make something happen, at the end of the day, we all depend on one another to make it happen. Like Maverick Carter, he, you know, he has no degree. He has no, he didn't go to university. He came out of the same environment LeBron James came out of. And for his success to emerge, LeBron had to do what he had to do. So everybody plays a role. And one and one another success, you know. Like, what, what for? In order for me to strive in what I'm doing, I need all each individual who I've have on the get on the show to like do their job, right? Like, I have this lady, uh, this uh, beautiful young lady called um, Lonera, Lo, Lorena, Lorena, Lorena George, uh, and she's an aspiring actress. She's uh, she's in L.A. now, um, and 
yo, she got she got uh a role in a Disney uh superhero movie. That's awesome. That's crazy, right? Yeah, so that, that's awesome. That's, that's the unity, you know, individuals like y- yourself and I, that's essentially what we need to strive. A- everyone has to play a role in one another's success, but when you're stuck in an environment that they want to play in a role for themselves. Or a role of where they're actually like taking bricks from you. Like, yeah, it's and hard. you're like crumbling down. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> like, it's like I was watching dude. before we, we started recording, I was watching uh Exhaustious. Exhaustious? God forgive me if I'm and, and pronouncing it wrong. But it's it's a series with uh Jordan Peterson. Mm-hmm. Uh it's on it's like it's the fourth episode. And where like they they're taking they're taking uh, the I guess the Bible and dissecting it, and one of the things you were saying is was like during the plagues and and you know that um you said something brilliant where like when there's corruption uh things would not turn out great like he he mentioned across the pond in UK they built this Ford. Or something along the line of a Ford, and we're like, if there's a massive uh, hurricane, like um, what happened not too long ago in Puerto Rico, Maria, or New Orleans, it's built for that. So when it comes, it does not destroy it, or if it does, it's not so drastic. And what happened in New Orleans, right? And they mentioned that in New Orleans, they had the same thing. But because it was based off corruption and not sincerity, it crumbled. Go. I know you got some thoughts. Uh, you know, I've been sitting on this book for a long time. And, you know, everyone talks about how AI uh, screws you over. Because if you've been writing a book for 10 years and you haven't gotten it out, you might as well stop. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Give up. I don't know. Because AI, it's like, I'm mm-hmm. going to use AI to get my my stuff out. Like, um, But uh, I'm not afraid of AI. Utilize it. Don't be uh, afraid. Like, because I've heard people. It's tool. It's a tool. Yeah, it's a freaking tool. People, why are you? They're like, oh, it's getting me to art. Okay, first of all, art was already, what is it called when something comes in and uh, there's a paradigm shift or it decentralizes it or, or you know, the pandemic was a, uh, like a destabilizer mm-hmm. too. Destabilization mm-hmm. is good. Some of you people who were very stagnant couldn't get into a job if your life depended on it can now get jobs you never got because everyone was like, you know what? I'm 62. I'm just going to retire. Like it opened the pandemic opened up a, a lot of room for you people who would never be there. Yeah. So like, I mean, like I'm going to use this AI to help me to stop procrastinating, to have better yeah. ideas. Um, and, but you know what? I, it does have a limited right now artists. If you're truly creative, like I noticed there's no way chat gpt could have written party animal so if you're afraid of chat gpt i'm sorry that means you're not that good <laughs> like, like, like you're not listen i i used chat gpt uh chat gpt last week i it helped me create a uh, i'm trying to start a aba service for children with autism because i noticed in my area there's no support for children with autism my son is autistic and the the you know the sh- long shit i had to go through like, if it wasn't because I had to pay, I'll be already certified, you know, therapist for my son or go mm-hmm. to school I, I, because I'm I took the initiative and educated myself. Right. Good. For so you. I, I, I thank you. I, I use ChatGPT to help me uh, as a tool, write a business plan. 
Mm-hmm. It gave me a structure. Um, it gave me an idea of what it needed to have as a business plan to be successful to, you know, you go to uh, investors or go to the bank or, you know, to be accurate in information. It helped me. So I took that and I now started to write, boom, 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 and create this platform and this this document to help me excel in what I need. It's just a tool. Use that at your advantage. It's not supposed to be meant, you know, more than what it is. Yeah, and also people, I mean, now it's like, now this podcast is go, turning into like chat GPT instruction, but you can prompt it. So like sometimes chat GPT does not have the creativity that I'm looking for as an, an artist, or it doesn't yes. have the tone that I'm looking for in personality. You can prompt it. Like I literally, like I will cuss at ch- chat GPT and then it will be like, you're being inappropriate. And I'm like, bitch is used at sometimes in circles for female empowerment it's used as a form of sass and then mm-hmm. it'll be like okay i understand and then it will give me back a prompt more sassy or something mm-hmm. and like like so you can prompt it you can tweak it but like it you know ultimately chat gpt is a tool because it doesn't it's it needs a person to work effectively maybe a smart mm-hmm. person because because you have to you you have to prompt it you have to you have to coach mm-hmm. Chat GPT needs you, people. It needs a coach. It is a tool. It needs you. It needs your ideas still. It just helps you. It needs it needs you. You don't need it. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, I mean, but it can help you uh take something that would take an hour and then get it done in, in two seconds. So if you don't believe that your time is valuable and, and you don't want chat GPT, I I you keep flipping them fries or whatever you do. Like I because yeah, yeah. I'm definitely you using that tool. It's gonna help me so much in my life. And um and and, and it actually, you know, I have a I my my mouth, like we're talking about uh Robert Greene's book, uh like what like something like think like you, think as you like, but behave as others and that to me that's that means to tame your tongue it, it, like it means something out of the bible because like mm-hmm. you know a that's lot of times of I'll, think too. Yeah. I'll, I'll say something and now like and, and and you don't want that like you could you can literally be the smartest person in the room but and you can literally be speaking the truth but if you're surrounded by idiots that's just going to get you thrown in a volcano so mm-hmm. you keep your tongue closed and you don't say anything until you're away from those idiots like that's that that's that's you know like so uh not really sure my point i I went on a rant take it back no it's it's um it's like you gotta to to survive within fools you have to act like a fool like you know you want to be a part of the clique you gotta do stupid ratchet shit yeah (laughs) yeah you know that's essentially how it is Mm -hmm. you want to be accepted like you know, it's rarely for me. It's rarely. I don't. I don't call a lot of people my friends. That's just like, you know. And the people I do have to be really appreciated. Like I'm appreciative of them, right? So, once I learned that in, in an early point of my life, like I became a loner because you, in in order to fit in, you had to do stupid shit, literally. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, you know, sometimes I could throw a joke. Shit, I could do a lot of shit. But sometimes, like, that's not what's needed. Yep. I I really wonder what it's like to be a man sometimes. Like, as a woman, uh, let me tell you, as, uh, I was on the bus, and uh, for some reason, I was thinking about how hard it must be to be a, 
a young black male because you know as a woman and i don't cry too much out there ladies i really don't actually i probably cry a little less than men because I, I i grew up in a very tough environment actually that might surprise some of you um but like um uh uh but it is okay to cry. That's not the point. Um, mm-hmm. The point is, is like in a, a, a world where women are ex- expected to cry, be emotional, uh, get sympathy for their emotions, be ca- coddled. Uh, I find life to be very challenging. And I find that there's often I, you know, I need to mask my emotions and vulnerabilities. And I'm a woman. I'm, I'm allowed to wear pink and, and paint my lips and to cry. Um, mm-hmm. And I find that I'm I, like shame for my emotions and my experiences and and like, so if I'm a woman and socially I have permission to emote, to vocalize pain and emotions, like I just was thinking like, you know, boys have to get a lot of physical violence. Um, you know, they have to get beat up and roughed up a lot. I'm I'm just, I don't know. I'm talking, and I'm also talking more about in a ghetto community, not mm-hmm. just in the, the greater world. Like, uh, you know, they, young black men do go through a, a lot of targeting, a lot of judgment, you know, uh, it, it could be say that, you know, like I think in the black community, like black women actually usually do a little better than black men. And that's probably because black white cops don't perceive them as a threat as much. They're less likely to have a record that impedes them from making money. And again, mm-hmm. I'm talking more about ghetto communities not like the the broader society but like you know usually men uh make more in most of the societies but i think it might be unique to some black communities where women are earning more because like a lot of the men are in and out of jail um and uh yeah like i with that you know with that general you know just general like for me like i think we all go through it i think you know we all had different points of experience but like you know Every every woman I I've had the honor to work with, they always make more money than me. She, let's take my wife for example. My wife she's a real estate agent. She and, and when she closes one deal, she she'll make more money than what I've worked in that consistency at a job. You know, I've worked alongside female CEOs. Mm-hmm. Um, shit, I'm you know when I worked security and I was at my highest point as an operation manager. I've hired women to be in that same position. They'll make more money than me. Mm-hmm. So I'm never, I'm never, uh, and I speak of me in my experience. I've never, for some somebody, uh, for FEMA to say that, oh, you make more, more money, make more money than me. I've never been in that predicament. Every mm-hmm. woman that I've had in my life, I did my part for they can excel mm-hmm. and over excel. You know, mm-hmm. I'm an individual. I grew up with three women the different characters of women. You know, men, being a man, uh, shit, man, it sucks. Because whether you're a successful man, you'll be you'll be brutally humiliated. And then if you're poor, you're just, they won't see the point. You know, what I think, I think women are superior than men because they know how to uh, explain what they feel here. Now, if you could do it in an articulate way and we're like, Sometimes it gets overwhelming, you know, over censored, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. meaning like you're overwhelming. If if they know how to control that, their message will get across in a way that a man would look at them and say, damn, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And I was wrong for making you feel that way. And yet again, I'm only speaking, speaking out of my experience because this is what I go through with my wife. My wife sometimes will be overwhelming that it's like I can't take it. And so I, I told her, be more specific. Talk to me rather than shout at me. Don't shout your emotion at me. 
talk to me. And mm-hmm. she'll go into details and explain herself. And I'm like, fuck, I'm sorry. I was wrong. If us men could be a little bit more like that, we have great communication. We were not like that. We're perceived and uh, we're perceived and every right, everyone is right to perceive us as that, as savages. Because that's essentially what we have brought out to the world. Essentially, every every wise man, every president that you think of that's in office and, and tie, that's all perception. In, in our true nature, we're fucking savages. We're, we're dicks and assholes and we'll do anything and everything to humiliate one another. Just because it's pride and ego. So, you know, when we're perceived that way, we're not wrong. It's like, I'm not sure if you, you saw, are, the are you saying, uh, are you saying that you're, would you, so are you saying that I, I just want to clarify. So are you saying that men's true nature is savages? Are you saying that's a, a misconception and a generalization and a, a societal genderism put on them? What I'm saying is for me, my opinion, yeah, we're savages. Most of us are savages. Mm-hmm. Like my sometimes my me oh this jo- is this is what I want to know okay because mm-hmm. uh, I thank you for jumping in because like you know I my thought went like this like I didn't really get out what I meant to say but like okay so obviously sometimes women can feel victimized by men and it makes sense because uh, actually like if you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs sex is right there with food shelter and water so mm-hmm. like when there's so much rituals and dancing to get sex okay it, it make to be honest not saying it's fair it makes sense that sometimes women get victimized by men but um like okay so like i know the ways men hurt women and i know why they hurt women um and but like what about men hurting men like how often is that a thing just wondering that's normal that's normal for less reason or like one of, one of the things, in my opinion, and I, yet again, I only speak of my experience. I can't speak of everybody. You know, I'm not a fucking, you know, I'm just a journalist living life, telling the story of what I've encountered, right? That's a normal thing. Growing up, being picked on, you know, even when you're joking around, you know, even if it's a joke, it's still hurtful. Mm-hmm. You know, ostracized between, oh, I have a bigger ego than you, or I get more women than you. You're you're antagonizing one another. Or my right. son is superior, or my wife. Either way you come in, it's there's no there's no essential equality. And then you have the other side of a, of a person that insecure on certain things of himself. That even though it's a joke. And it might be a joke because he feels in scripts himself, he'll laugh it off, but then, you know, he'll go back and cry it out. So it's, it's a thing that is, it's, I think for me, in my opinion, it's a normal thing. It's a normal thing. To be, yeah. I mean, because we live in a, a more like competitive survivalistic society, um, but you know, and, and, you know, just use, I'm not saying that anything is in this camp or that camp, but we're going to just do traditional camps. So let's say women are on the side of collaboration and and men are usually on the side of competition. Um, It would make sense that there's more with men physically, uh, but women are manipulative. So, you know, I, I I used to, I'm not a man. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I've always admired that. It seems to me that men would just pop 
someone in the nose and then they're back at having a beer like like a couple yeah. days later whereas yeah. women are very uh they they psyops each other they they're like they're really good at psychological manipulation they will take your reputation and ruin it with mm-hmm. everybody and mm-hmm. smile at your face and that's like it's really messed up you can't get boyfriends jobs stuff like that like yeah. it's really brutal it's like really like ruining someone's whole reputation and, and messing with other people's heads about that person is really brutal compared to a pop yeah. like a boy. see like for example, I, I I I used to do, I don't do it anymore. I used to do, uh, I'm a blue bum in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which I love, which is what, what I was trying to get you back, you know, get at to uh, previously. Like, you know, Jiu-Jitsu, you know, if you're familiar with Jiu-Jitsu, this, when you're, you know, I guess practicing the art, we tend to call it role. Right. You're rolling with the person. So I often say that it's, you know, it's the chaos within the role that makes me happy. So you're going at it with this individual, you're rolling, you're trying to practice your technique to, you know, at the end to until the times go out onto somebody submits one another. That's that's essentially what's like I miss that. It's that struggle that that like it gives me purpose to live, right? And we go at it hard. And once we're done, you know, we're bruised up, we're scratched. And this is the part I tell you, yo, we're savages. We need competition. That's healthy. You like that? You like Brazilian jiu-jitsu? I took one Brazilian jiu-jitsu class and I freaking hated it. You want to know why? Because I found it so barbaric. And I was imagining, what if someone did this to me at a bar? And I was like, and I'm on the ground and there's gum in my hair. And not only are they breaking my arm, but their butt is in my face. It is. See, that and is that's, the th- that's the thing. You, no. you, you look at it as, you look at it as, what if somebody does it to me? But what if, you know, you don't tell yourself, what if I do to somebody else? <laughs> You know? I mean, that, you know, I am trying to think more deeply about women's self-defense because I think a lot of women's self-defense is bullshit. Like, um, and women, not, you know. Now Brazilian jiu-jitsu women. I'm they, try- they are women are afraid to hurt tough. people who hurt them. And, and, and you know, because women are trained to be nice. Mm-hmm. And, and women, it's really hard for women to be mean to even when someone is hurting them. And mm-hmm. like the first step to women's self-defense is fucking hurt them like don't be afraid to fucking hurt them They're, they will kill you and like i think that's why girls end up dead all the time and then they've been they've been lied to their whole life they've heard terrible advice which is if you're being raped just lie there no if you're being raped and you're just lying there you're you're gonna get killed you're gonna you're not gonna come back home like i like i promise you you're gonna like it, it, you know like a lot of these girls like they disappear like people don't talk about it but girls end up missing and dead all the time mm-hmm like they do um and like you you know like so i just would raise self-awareness one more since we're already on this subject fucking hurt them try your best to fucking hurt them like they're because no, men are you savages have, you have women can be as as well it's, you have, it's well all you about have your, to fight a savage with a savageness it's, it's, it's all about <laughs> the your values for me it's all about your values and belief i believe a woman taught me how to box a woman taught me how to box. Right. Okay. A woman taught me how to box. Yeah. I believe that, you know, equality is not just, you can't just talk about equality. You got to live equality. You got to do it. I believe a woman should be, uh, uh, have no knowledge of self, some type of self-defense. I, I think she knows, she knows, she needs to know about having gun rights and own a gun. 
like as as just like men has it, women I believe on all that. That's it's a equality. great equalizer, ladies. Also, a lot of um. So I've been anti guns for when I was younger and naive, and I was like, "Wow, well, heal the world, heal the world." <laughs> that's not that's happening. Just, We're not getting rid propaganda. of guns. That's so just, the next listen, best step is to get a gun. <laughs> yeah, that's just propaganda because we live in a society and we're like, truth be told, America is a fucking experiment. That's all it is, an experiment of things. And we because we live in a society that everything is peace and you you can't, you know, do this and everything's nice and everything's now vocalized, in which we're about to fucking lose our, our, our right to freedom of speech because it's so much bullshit we yeah. say yeah. without thinking, right? While we live here, we're forgetting that there's other worlds around us that have different beliefs mm-hmm. and different values. Mm-hmm. And because we are America, we can say and do whatever we want. And it's not like that because having that same mindset, we'll go to other countries and act a certain way and become a certain way, not knowing that, yo, know, we can get hanged, we can get killed, we can get arrested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for so, freedom of speech, that's happened several times, even on Twitter. Twitter, yes. listen, guys, if you post on Twitter, because you guys don't know this sometimes when you're traveling like you might go to some african country because you're black and you've always wanted to go to some african country okay they might have a dictator you don't know about their politics and you just showed up in somewhere you don't belong on a tuesday uh, like uh and and you're tweeting like oh found out at a bar that this president is a dick you know what can happen to you you can't talk shit about the mm-hmm. other people's presidents and whatever mm-hmm. dictators the way we can talk shit about donald trump mm-hmm. they, they will throw you in jail there have been so many people who have been abroad they heard something at a bar and, or, or or whatever maybe they even were really passionate about it uh a journalist and they tweeted it and they didn't know that they were going to go to jail there are people who were like literally had prescription drug medicine that's legal in america and they're they're like still waiting on the united nations to save their asses like yeah. you, you like you 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 will when you leave the country you are under other people's rules and you know even though america's freedom is complicated um sense of freedom is complicated we and and it and, and though some of our freedom is limited and sort of false we certainly have more freedom than a lot of places and the things that you are used to back home like running your big mouth uh, we, mm-hmm. we, you know, our freedom of speech is being limited and I'm very concerned about it, but we still mm-hmm. have great amounts See, I, of freedom of speech. I, I could be wrong about this and this is just my opinion. I'm open to being wrong. I hope I'm not right. That a lot of up and coming organizations on a certain view or a right or whatever they're fighting their cause. It's, you know, mostly people that have no experience on life. And if they and and if they do have, it's not enough to come to a conclusion that oh, I'm gonna start this. Oh, I'm gonna start this. You, I'm not sure if I'm making sense. No, I mean a lot of the new generation, the woke gen. Like I've been wondering how the hell the LGBTQ community got so much freaking space in politics because I had a real face to face conversation with like a, a lesbian and a gay guy at a bar, um, and and I was like, you, you know, you got in in the, the sense of physical space. You're right, gay. There's not a lot of gay bars, but considering you guys make up like four to ten percent of the population, you guys probably have like a 
a reasonable amount of gay spaces in the physical world. But I was like, politically, you guys are taking up ginormous space for, for like four, four to 10% of the population, like yeah, ginormous wow. space. And like, you know, talking about this, they, them, or he, she, there's still not appropriate racial categories on forms, but now they want to ask me if I'm a, a they, she, like what? Like I've gone to the hospital and they're asking me if I'm a they, she, thingy and like but they're, they're still not appropriate racial categories and like one of my problems with these gay fights is is like there are things all humans need that don't involve our race or our gender or our sexuality like affordable health care uh, uh, better jobs better infrastructure and and you know like i i do agree that when we're talking about gay stuff and black stuff it's a political device so we can avoid working on real things that uh, help all of us have better life better quality of life like we should be working on issues to help us all have a better quality of life so why do gays have so much space in politics because it's easy to put a sign on a bathroom that says unisex versus putting up highway rail but you know you know why they have so much power it's like it's like you know you 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 think back in the day when you're watching cartoons what would happen when the superhero beat the villains? They will go and regroup. They'll stay in silence, and so they cast the opportunity. A lot of uh, uh, a lot of these individuals were cast out, and everything was private, and they stood quiet. So they they committed to the plan, and were like, "One day I'm going to make a change, but for right now, I'm going to stick. I'm gonna, I'm going to stay quiet. I'm not going to show my true colors. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to outshine the master." Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna know my place. Mm-hmm. And while everybody continue to live their life, their numbers continue to multiply mm-hmm. because, in some way or form, there's people that do feel that they can never be their true form because you know religion or you know parent parental beliefs or where they lived at they don't want to prove. So as years gone, went by, they united. They united. And boom, 2023, this is what we have, this organization, right? And now that we have it, now that they have power and influence, you know, how do I say this in a nice form? The uh the oppress E became the oppressor. Yeah, that's uh that's one way to put it. They have they I mean they have uh I, I do believe that LGBT I, first of all, for people who are watching this, I identify as queer uh you know i'm a little bi i'm a bi baby i'm gemini hey and uh yeah. like yeah, uh, girl. <laughs> like but uh, i do think that the lgbtu community is one of the reasons our freedom of speech is 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 evaporating i think there's there's more because it's ridiculous like and, and they you know it's like and it's like uh you know how they say in a marriage that your wife is always right like in politics queers are always right like you can't say anything and it's and, and it does it creates like really illogical arguments and um and you know like i you know it's it's just crazy like i like how many females have gotten their their sports titles taken away by trans women like <laughs> dad i don't even want to talk about this it's a headache it's, and this is why i don't want to talk about it because yeah. there's Okay, this is how I feel. And you're doing the right thing, not talking about it. The world is so big. The world is so big that no matter our policies, no matter what is in place legally, there are going to be people who accept you. And they're going to be people who hate you. And and Mm -hmm. no matter what laws we implement, no one can protect you from the people who hate you. 
nobody mm -hmm. um and, and 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 no matter what laws we implement no one can have people love you either so yeah. I, I just don't think these things are actually political you know i think those are about you just being brave enough to be yourself in the world um mm -hmm. and i think a politics should focus on things that improve the quality of life for everybody not mm -hmm. the, the the small mm -hmm. portion anyway but yeah let's go <laughs> i i no, i agree i agree and this is like Sometimes people people come at me sometimes because when I say this, you know, it's like, but why? It's like the best thing you can do is nothing. Because the more you talk about, uh, uh, you know, a topic that's it's not giving. First of all, it's not a discussion because to have a discussion on the conversation, you you have to be the goal is to try to understand what one another is coming from. Not in this is not a courtroom in where you're trying to prove who's right or wrong. And then most often the, the, the top is a conversation when you see on media, when everything goes on trend, training, it's it's like they're in, in a courtroom trying to prove who's right or wrong. And that's not. You're but not you, going to find acceptance in politics. That's no. That's, and that's politics my only is, thing. Yeah. And all it's in politics. But it's a, it's a great strategy because in politics, you're only trying to prove prove one another who's right or wrong. That's it. If I if my argument is you're always oppressing me, oppressing me, oppressing me. And you're doing all these fucked up things to oppress me. I'm right in politics, but you're not. You're not. You're not trying to understand what one another is coming from. I'm not trying. You're not trying to understand me as a person, or vice versa. That's not a conversation. That's an argument. That that's you know you're submitting. You're being convicted on a thought. That's not a discussion. Is you already make up your mind about me, and that's it. There's no conversations. There's no educating. You're not helping a community shit. You're not even helping me. You're only helping yourself. Oh, let's get off politics. Hey, what's your favorite color? Uh, black. Uh, can you tell me about your, your symbol? Like, why did you choose that branding? Well, DIO, uh, Dream is by Obtain. Uh, Lions, because, you know, I'm a king in my own domain. I just, you know, I, I'm a king without a crown. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. I'd rather settle to be the foundation of your progress and hopes for a better tomorrow. Foundations are good. They're really good. Um, you know, we're lions. You know what I was actually thinking? This is how important foundations are. And this is how important being trained well in your youth is. Um, and this is why not having proper training in your youth can impede your whole life. Um, well, at least put you behind. Uh, like, okay, so like I was at the LeBron James gym dribbling that basketball and i had uh even though i'm older fatter slower i had about the and i haven't practiced and like had a yes. basketball in my hand in like 10 yeah like uh, i i still had the pretty much the same skill level i had when i was like a 14 year old kid and when i was a 14 year old kid i was tearing it up on them basketball courts i have a twin sister we used to play all the boys we used to win because we had that twin thing and you know back then men and women are uh, well we were boys and girls we weren't men and women so we were pretty physically the same um and so then it was just about skill and not strength or speed just skill and we were pretty good and uh, like I still could I, I actually didn't think I would be able to dribble at all because you know dribbling is like a, a skill set in basketball mm -hmm. right like I and I, I was a point guard when I was in uh, high school I was, I was a point guard because I had really good ball handling skills so like you, my job would get up the court Make sure no one steal it, you know, pass it off, basically. And I had the same role when I played soccer. My job was to dribble it up the, the field, get it up the court, make sure no one steal it, pass it off. Uh, like, same same role. Like, I had good ball handling skills. Shh. 
<laughs> but anyways like um what's my point is like even though i hadn't practiced for years and years i still had a, a foundation of basketball is pretty good mm -hmm. um and i could get pretty good again for uh like a female no i'm not gonna make a living out of it <laughs> but like you know so that you know the foundation is important because the foundation is something that even if you don't use it for years and trust me it's 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 not it's certainly not going to grow if you're not using that skill but you're you're not going to completely lose that skill either mm -hmm. you know so uh foundations definitely matter uh like you how you train yourself how you treat yourself matters and then even with working out like i'm someone who's into fitness like it's proven that like i can go from like sort of a little chub to like super ripped in like 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 two weeks and i and i heard it's because people who work out it's easier for them to get into shape because there's there's two camps of life uh, there's there, there's three there's people who are super fit all the freaking time there's people who are, are are super fat all the freaking time and then there are people who are back and forth back and forth and and you know like people who are fat like it's hard for them to get into shape because they don't have the foundation of exercise but people who have the foundation of exercise decide they're going to eat th like whole pizzas for a year and then they go back to exercise and they get into shape faster um and like there's something said to that like the foundation if your foundation is fitness that's good because like you know, you can also have a foundation of poor habits and, yeah. you know, so. Yeah, that's why it's so, it's so important to, as a child, to set important foundations like work. Like I was, I was talking to my grandson the other day and I told him, like, we're talking, he's like, he likes basketball, right? He's going back basketball. He loves basketball. He wants to be a basketball player. And it's like, then you got to work. You got to work. You got to work harder than e any, any other person you know and then some you yeah. know you have to work i told him listen it's gonna come a point in time you know because he doesn't like school he likes socializing or whatnot but he doesn't like school mm -hmm. so i was like okay good point if you want to be a basketball well, you the, has he told you what he doesn't like about school i'm just curious is it it's i don't know it's a boy thing i think it's like just you know paying attention to you know information that doesn't like cause your attention you know, he's, he has severity. Uh, how, old, how old is he? Eight. Eight. Yeah. You know, it's, so it's just, you know, things that, you know, I can only say sometimes me growing up in school, like as a boy, like if I'm not into it, I'm not paying attention to it. You know, like that's, that's just my opinion on it. But I, I told him like, hey, you want to be a basketball player? You got you to work hard. Uh, you want to go play a basketball player, or go to NBA, you got to go to college. You got to go to university. You know, you, you, you got to show your potential. And if you don't, then if you, you know, one day you wake up, you don't want to go to school. You want to go to college. It's too much. Then you either go to college or learn a trade. Go to college or learn a trade. That's one, one of those things. Because a trade, if you're a barber or you're a mechanic or you're a plumber, shit, you could work, you could get a job anywhere in the world with that. Mm-hmm. You can start, even start your own business. Mm -hmm. You know, a, co a college, you got an education where it's going to open the brands of, you know, certain criteria, whatever the fuck it may be. But you, you have, you know, those two options. You have to pick one of those two. You can't hey, grow. Since we're talking about a brave style. Okay, if you're going to college, try to, to go for the most affordable option. Now, a lot of you guys are in the name brands, a.k.a. you're going to spend your whole year's salary on a Gucci bag. You don't need no. name brands, okay? You need education and you need skills. So don't feel like you have to go to Harvard uh, to mm -hmm. get an education. Don't All feel right. like you need to take out 60 to to 1000 
60000 to $100,000 to get an edge. And that's a year. That's a freaking year. You're looking at a half a million dollars in debt before you graduate. Imagine if you put that in a, a business. I actually mm -hmm. have a degree. My degree opened up some doors for me. But I think it's smarter to do cheap trades. Um, and I would just because education is super expensive and there are alternatives like getting a pilot's license that will make you way more money than some of these getting a degree in business. I hate business majors. Since uh, this podcast is a little bit about being an entrepreneur and starting a business, I hate business majors because I can't tell you how many times I've asked you guys what kind of business you want to start and you don't have an idea. And all that money you spent on your degree, you could have started a business. So you guys are all probably not going to be business people at all. You're going to work for me. Like, like, so, like, I hate business majors. But anyways, like, there's a smarter way to do things brave style. Find me on YouTube and buy my merch so you can not. Go like and subscribe. Make sure you go follow her. <laughs> yes. So, so anyways, uh, back to you. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I you know, I told him, like, I don't think me personally, like, Go get it, you know, don't come if you don't want to go to school like after you graduate high school, like get a trade. Get a trade. Don't don't go and start looking for jobs, hunting jobs. It's not gonna worth it. Find a trade that you like, even a barber. And that that'll go longer. Like if you get a trade, get a you know, start a uh your own open up your own shop, your your business could pay if you ever want to go back to school. Mm -hmm. Then you now oh, I want to go back to school and you have a shitty job it gives you shitty pay in a shitty economy. Like, you know, sometimes we just we got to think. OK, so I am uh, more ex experienced than some of our viewers. I don't know your demographic, but I have like almost all the demographics. Um, well, it, most of my you know what? When originally my demographic was what? Twenty six to forty five. Uh, originally my my demographic was almost exclusively females like 75 percent females and now uh, since I've been doing podcasting it's like 75 percent males so my music resonates with females which it is for them but my podcast resonates with males um, and uh, not really sure my point but uh, anyway so let's assume I have some experience on some of the listeners I'm going to teach you how to learn from my mistakes when you are scaling a business you do not have to be a millionaire. You do not have to be a millionaire to run your own business. In fact, like if you're making uh, $12, uh, let's say you're making 90 to 150 bucks a day doing something uh, for someone else. If you can make 100 bucks or 150 a day working for yourself, you're doing awesome. If you can make the same amount of money you can make working for someone else, you're doing awesome. You're doing your thing. You, you're you learning skills and you can always scale. Like, so, so don't sabotage yourself by trying to go from zero to a hundred. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's okay if you're um, mowing people's yards for 20, 30 bucks, yeah. maybe even just to get their business first. Like, hey, I'll do it for five or 10, whatever. Like, and, and don't think you have to be a millionaire to be successful. I think if you, you can be on your own time, have autonomy, don't have someone you hate telling you what to do. Because one of the worst things about working for someone else isn't even if they're giving you just a little bit of money to survive on, it's that you're dealing with a fucking dick. That's the oh. worst part of working was for someone else, is, is the people you gotta work for. Like, so if you can control your space and you make the same amount of money, that's good. Be proud of yourself. Yes. Um, boom. And there you go. Before we go, uh, Miss Lion Brave, tell the people where they can find you at. 
You can find me on all social media. Um, you can find me on Amazon. I'm especially into YouTube, but my TikTok is doing better view-wise. But I, I don't take my TikTok seriously, but people like it. Find me there. You might see me doing something more comical and weird with the filters or some ASMR. ASMR. You so but you can find me and uh i am i am gonna do a lot of things in my life i'm gonna make music i'm gonna i'm gonna save the world and i'm gonna write kids books and i'm I'm gonna work with the youth and hey but look for a party lion because i want to rave you can rave with lion brave we can get, you know, get right, subscribe uh. Well, there you go, guys. Go, go, find her. Go, like, subscribe. Go, follow her. Go, support her. Um, make sure you follow me on Deal Talk TV. Like and subscribe. Go follow me on Instagram, Mister Dodgers Powertain. I'm on Threads. Uh, I'm out, guys. Have a good night.